You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, and welcome, welcome, mama friends, to another episode of the Mama Work It podcast. I am super excited to have Laura Steele on the show today. Laura is the founder of The Well Dwelling, a company that specializes in holistic home styling. What I love most about Laura's approach is that it uses things like classic interior design principles, but also feng shui, humanistic psychology, and even astrology when creating designs for your space. Laura is also a mom of three kids, ages six, four, and two. She is a total badass running her business while currently taking care of her crew full-time as we record this episode in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. All right, before we get any further, let's start by learning a little more about you and your background, Laura. Tell us your story, who you are, and how you got started with The Well Dwelling. Thank you. Yes, I'm so happy to be on the Mama Work It podcast. So exciting. And um, so I would say the way I got started um, was I, I was first a, a social worker. I was working um, at a inpatient psychiatric hospital and just, I loved that work. Um, although it's, it's high burnout and um, I, I knew that, but, you know, and, and motherhood is high burnout. So uh, for me, the combination was not working well. It's, uh, it was irregular hours. Uh, and my husband has a pretty um, busy job too. So we were just trying to balance it all. And it made the most sense for me to leave that job and stay home. Um, and because I really value having some kind of a creative project or something, I knew I wanted to continue to work and do something. Um, I decided to pursue interior design, which was something that I had always been interested in doing prior to going into social work. So I just started doing stuff, you know, in my own house and posted stuff on Instagram. Friends reached out to do their nurseries, to help with their playrooms, just adding different things to their home. And it just kind of took off from there. Then people from the community were reaching out to me who I didn't know. And, and we're just, we're just kind of going along and, and figuring things out as we go. So um, my goal has been to find a way to combine, you know, the psychology of our spaces, how we feel in our spaces, how we connect in our spaces. And, and that brings like this design psychology in with um, my own flair of astrology. I love astrology. And then um, I, that led me down to, you know, feng shui and figuring out kind of the basics of that. Um, And I'm still learning so much. There's, that's a whole other thing to unpack. And, and it's really interesting, all the different threads that we find that kind of pull those things together. 
and then, I mean, and motherhood, you know, and our homes are just the backdrop to motherhood and, and our kids, it, it all is interconnected. And so it's not a perfect science whatsoever, but it is fun. And it's, it's kind of a puzzle for every family that I work with. Great. Thank you. So I love seeing your Instagram stories and posts about your own home projects. And I'm always in awe of how cool yet functional you make your space look. Can you give us some tips on how to maintain a cool space with kids? Yeah. So that's a that's a really big part of what I'm after. Um, so prior to becoming a social worker, I was my undergrad was child development. So primarily I wanted a space where my kids feel comfortable, you know, so designing spaces for kids that's kid centered. This is their home too. It, it's really important for me to make sure that everything that is at their level is their stuff is accessible down to like, not only their toys, but like their clothes, their, their plates, their cups. So that's really important to me. And, and then I think kind of what you're talking about too, is the finishes of, of everything, right? The durability, um, which does get tricky because I feel like on the one hand, we want to be sustainable. We want to have good quality that's going to last. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's become less common that we have family heirloom pieces that are going to stand the test of time. But that doesn't mean that we can only have Ikea quality stuff. Although I love Ikea. I do have plenty of Ikea in my house because it, it serves a purpose. And, and I do like the, the style of a lot of their stuff. So I'll, I'll say two things. I, I love the washable rugs. There's, there's quite a few now on the market, but Ruggable is one that a lot of people are familiar with. So I, I do have a lot of very easy to maintain fabrics, especially rugs. And when I've looked for furniture, luckily the furniture that we had already, like our sofa had, you know, totally removable cushions that I could just throw in the wash and um, pillows that I can unzip and wash. Otherwise, you know, I, I've had a few incidences where my kids have drawn on things and I've luckily been able to get almost everything out. So, um, my biggest splurge was our dining table, which is, it is solid wood. And I, I said, I wanted a solid wood that way in case anything happens, we could just sand it down restain it and seal it when they're a little bit older when we're done getting all the dings and scrapes and all that but it is kind of like that hand scraped wood so then it's like it it's okay if it gets a little bit dinged up you don't even really notice it but back to you know making sure everything is is accessible I think that's another really important part because they they know that the things that they can access easily they're also going to be less prone to damaging and less prone to accidents um, because they're not climbing up on things that they're not supposed to, right? They're, they're easily accessed. So other things that they can't access, they know to ask for help and, and not hopefully not have too many accidents, but. Definitely. So I also really admire the fact of how you consider that a lot of moms don't want to buy expensive things at this time in their lives to decorate their homes whether that be by choice or not by choice, just because of budgetary concerns. But 
you know, they know that their kids are potentially going to stain it or, you know, ruin it. Tell us about where you shop and how to get the best deals. So my go-tos really are some of the, the big box stores like Target. Um, I love World Market. I, I've found a lot of really great things at, you know, TJ Maxx and Ross um, because I don't want to spend a ton of money, home goods. And the other thing I will say that I've kind of gotten into more recently is is thrifting. So even Facebook Marketplace because I don't always want to spend brand new. It's just not as sustainable. And I it kind of makes me a little bit like stress when I start thinking of all the things that I might buy new and thinking of as disposable. I'd rather give something a second life or a third life or whatever that can be used in my home. And I won't feel so bad if it gets destroyed because it's already been through another family. So I think that's a really great way, especially if, if people are handy and might be able to repaint something or restain something. It it really can make, make a big difference and go a long way. And I think it makes a more personal touch to your, your home. I think it adds a little bit something to your, your home story. So that's kind of special too. So let's talk a little bit about thrifting. What is your advice when it comes to buying things secondhand? Should you be looking for exact pieces? Should you be looking at things where you can see the vision, maybe one or two or three steps down the line um, and doing some work on those pieces? What's your advice? Yeah. Okay. So that's a good question. I think when you are thrifting, it is important to have a flexible mindset, like where you can look at it and say like, Oh, I don't like those knobs, but like knobs are super easy to switch out. Um, depending on how big the piece is, I might consider painting. Although I don't have, I don't have a ton of time to commit to like painting a bunch of big pieces I have, but I I'm realistic about how long it's going to take. And if it's going to be like the perfect thing, then absolutely. I will consider painting it or refinishing it, but it has to be like an amazing piece to, to really invest my time into doing that. Otherwise, otherwise I just like, you know, say that's good enough and go with it. Yeah. And speaking of that, you know, I have definitely repainted pieces in the past, whether that be my own or ones that I've purchased secondhand. And I'm wondering, is there a proper way to do this? Because me personally, I've just like slapped a couple coats of paint on it and maybe changed out the the knobs and called it a day. I think that's the beauty of like, you know, motherhood with young kids is it doesn't really matter, you know. Um, spray paint has been the best, but there are so many different kinds of paint. I mean, you can paint fabric. So, um, I think, I think you might've done that, right? I did. I did paint, um, my dining room chairs and it was a really long and hard job. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's one of those things is you kind of live and learn. You realize, you know, how, how much time a project is going to take and then. (laughs) figure out if you'd ever do that again. Yeah. And in that case, I probably would not. 
Okay, changing topics a little bit. I always like to say when your space is in order, your head is too. Like when my home is organized or decorated in a way I love, it just evokes happiness in me. Can you talk to us a little more about the psychology behind having a good home space or even work from home space now that many of us are working remotely? That is that is something that is what initially drew me to interior design. So I'm I am and I'm not naturally an organized person. I appreciate organization naturally and I I remember when I was a kid, I want to say like middle school, when my room was a mess, I was scattered. I was just like, I can't focus. I can't do this. And then I would clean it. And it was like, ah, oh, this feels so much better. I can actually be calm. Or I would move my furniture around. So I don't know that there's any real <laughs> research about design psychology. Um, I, I should definitely look into that because I would love to know what has been done to... Um, to understand this better, but I think it's this intuitive idea that, like you said, when when we see our space around us reflecting organization and tidiness and something beautiful, we can't help but feel a little bit more grounded and centered and, and calm because we know where everything is. But I think our homes and and our spaces, our environments that we spend the most time in are reflections of ourselves. And so it's, it's a, it's a reciprocal relationship. So when you're feeling scattered, it, it presents itself in your environment as something that needs to be addressed. And in the same way you walk into somewhere that is disorganized, you're going to feel disorganized. So it, this energy, it rubs off both ways. And in the same way, colors are are definitely something that have have an impact on our psychology and our moods that's something that's been very well researched so we know that colors and spaces that are infused with like nature and um natural elements tend to make us feel better and and when they're balanced and and I will say that's where the astrology piece comes in because whatever your your natural makeup is will also kind of dictate and that is part of feng shui as well it everyone kind of has a more dominant element in their makeup that kind of influences how your space feels good and how it feels best so so there's really no right or wrong way which is kind of the deviation from interior design where it's like sometimes it feels like there's a right way to do it but it's really like what feels good for you and and being true to like what where you are in the moment because it can change too so that's so interesting to me so when you sign up to work with a client do you give them a questionnaire asking for their zodiac sign and their favorite colors and kind of get to know them on that level yeah yeah definitely and and looking around at what they already have because like i said it's more about the balance of the colors and elements to make sure that if if there is a, an imbalance like what are we trying to do there what what's going on and and also what they are telling me is working or not working for them i mean just personally i was 
reflecting on this myself and was thinking, okay, I, I'm wanting to do some projects in my house that add a little bit more character. So we bought our house from the original owners. They took very good care of all the original 1960s details. And, um, and there's, to that point, there's just not a lot of details. There's not a lot of character. And so I would like to add character to our house. And then I was thinking, what, what do I think about that? And what is that reflecting about me? Well, as a recovering people pleaser, I have, and also as a mom, because I think a lot of us fall into this where we kind of fade into the background and lose a little bit of our own identity. Like as I'm going into this new year, I'm thinking, what am I going to infuse? What kind of character am I infusing into my home? I'm thinking also, what character am I infusing back into myself? Because, you know, my youngest is two. We're kind of out of the the woods, so to speak, with, you know, like, you know, wake ups and, you know, breastfeeding and, and all that where you kind of meld into motherhood and, and it's very enmeshed. We're going, I'm going into this, you know, more me, self-identified, independent, person who also has kids, but not so enmeshed in, in those little baby years. So I think in that way, if that makes sense, like the, the character of your house. And, and I just kind of realized that, um, the other day and was like, wow, there, there's another parallel. Like there's parallels all over the place. Yeah. So that, that's, I, I can't remember if that was answering the question, but <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. So I want to kind of ask about color a little bit more. I'm someone who doesn't wear a lot of color. And I've noticed that that is also reflected in my home. And I don't necessarily want it to be that way. It's just that that's kind of what I gravitate toward. So there's a couple things I'm thinking. Well, I think in modern society and for modern moms, we are consuming so much. We are taking in so much information, so much stimulus, sounds, smells, <laughs> um, just so much that I really think we kind of visually want a break and we want to, to feel a little bit disconnected from all of the noise of, of motherhood and technology. I mean, it really is unprecedented what what we live with right now. And then the other thing that I know I have felt was that whole fading into the background. And I've had a few friends and um, people I've worked with that are like, help me, I don't know what to put on the walls. But that's, for them, that was more of like a, I'm not sure of myself, or I'm having commitment issues of what to put up. So I think it could have to do with a few things. Um, but then the other thing for you, I mean, you're super driven and um, white is in feng shui is representative of the color or of the metal element. And so it's very like it, it metal is, I mean, as you would imagine, it's the opposite from fire. So that's on the other end of the spectrum. Elements are represented in 
tons of different ways in our spaces. It's not just with colors. So it's with the, the finishes, the materials that you use. And so, you know, most textiles are all wood. So that's how you get like the wood element in there. And, and so even if it's very visually white, it might be very um, nuanced with like textiles and other things. So it's, it's not necessarily like it's out of balance. It would, it would more depend on what you're looking for, really. So um, I think that probably just means you tend to, and black is uh, representative of water. So, and water and element, water and metal are on the, like on one side of the feng shui spectrum. Really? Okay. I think it, it could speak to your, like, to your, your strengths of like being very good at keep, I mean, your time management, right? You're very good at keeping with your schedules and very organized. Metal tends to be very organized. So I try. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. This has been such an interesting chat so far, and I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot about how to beautify their homes, even when their kids' toys may feel like they've taken a front seat the past few years. Now I want to take a couple minutes to do a lightning round of just for fun questions, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better on a more personal level. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Laura, what's your go-to get shit done song? Okay, so I don't have a particular song, but I can just throw on, you know, my music service and just put on like the radio option of whatever I'm feeling like in that moment and just go. Would you say you're an eclectic music fan? I I think I am. Yeah. I will say a lot of times though T-Swift is is my go-to. So, yeah, Kelly Clarkson, just my my girl jams, my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your guilty pleasure TV show? (laughs) Bachelor. All things Bachelor. Okay. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I used to think I was an extrovert. I think I'm an introvert. I don't know if that's just motherhood has done that to me. I need like obscene amounts of time alone. And, And I think that might be related to being a mom of little kids. But so more, maybe more now introvert. Got it. Okay, if you could go on vacation tomorrow anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Okay, so I did my DNA test results to find out exactly where I was from. So it's almost half and half is Central America. um, And then the other half is like Iberian Peninsula. So Spain, Portugal, I'd love to do like a, a heritage trip of, yeah, I'd love to go. Love it. Okay, nail salon, hair salon, or spa, you can only pick one to visit for the rest of your life. Which one is it? Oh, this is hard. Okay. So for me, it'd be between hair and spa. I think I would actually choose spa because that's not really something I could, like, I could cut my hair. I don't know that it would be great, but I have curly hair, so it's forgiving. And I... 
there's really nothing like during this pandemic, it's been really hard because I, I do like going to get massages and, um, I feel like it's really important for me, like getting that, that body work done is, and my husband is unfortunately not a very good substitute for that. (laughs) Okay. And finally, what is the one app you cannot live without? I really think this is kind of like a lame answer, but I think my calendar app, like I really think everything else, I mean, my, my astrology apps are really awesome and, and I love those, but I would be so lost without a calendar. I don't know how people do it. No girl, I'm with you. Calendar all the way. (laughs) I wish it was something way more interesting, but I mean, especially with, you know, Zoom school, I've got like 15 reminders for various Zoom links and (laughs) all that. Well, Laura, it has been so fun having you on the show today. Before we wrap up, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram and I, I also have a Facebook page. I'm going to be starting a blog this year. Um, so you can find that at my website, which is thewelldwelling.com. There's already kind of a, a, a skeleton link there, but um, you can sign up for the mailing list so that when I get those posts up, you won't miss any of them. Yes. Well, we would definitely have to check that out. And tell us the handle on Instagram. So on Instagram, it's the.well.dwelling. Great. Well, thank you so much again, Laura, for being a guest on the Mama Work It podcast and for telling our listeners all about holistic home styling. Thank you. So happy to be here. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, If you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.